0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 166 of the 61 IndieCast. My Woo! name is McToundro. Tonight I'm joined by the cigar smoking, Tootsie Roll Eating, Matthew Wright. Is it
1: we got roll? it right,
0: man! <laughs> <laughs> Look at a little cigar.
1: But then I, I thought t- it was like a donut or something, like a rectangular donut, whatever that's called.
0: Speaking of donuts, Harry Lazini's <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I'm nice and fluffy on the outside, nice and empty on the inside.
0: There's no nice segue for Kyle Stevenson here either.
2: Hi, uh, hi. Real quick, (laughs) I I promise. I promise my mom I would bring this up on on a show. Just hopefully prove her wrong. Okay. The the candy Twizzlers. What kind of candy is that?
3: Sugar. Wait, 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 wait. The candy, the quote unquote candy Twizzlers. The genre of candy, like. (laughs) The genre
2: of candy. Yeah, Uh, liquor. Say that again licorice licorice thank you she says liquish and it drives you up a wall oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> i every single time cuz she loves licorice i'm like eh, but she's like oh i i when i go to the store remind me to get some liquish i go what is liquish l i q w i s h what are you saying it's
3: licorice yeah also red vines cuz twizzlers suck in I the mean, store yeah
2: <laughs> i
3: i mean they kind of
2: all suck. They all suck. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> all suck. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It tastes also, like medicine. Also, Tootsie rolls kind of suck, Matt.
0: No, Tootsie, rolls,
2: Tootsie rolls are fucking bomb. If I'm no, having a Tootsie roll, yeah. if I'm having a tutti roll, I'm having the fruit flavored ones. I don't like the fruit flavored ones. I don't um, love those. And
3: I don't get it.
2: <laughs> the flu, fl- the
1: fruit flavored the fruit ones flavor. are like top tier. Like <laughs> nah,
0: Decadent thank
3: you.
1: sugar. Nah. Yes.
3: If you're born in the '50s,
1: <laughs> listen. If I'm in a sugar rush, I'm gonna get whatever's coming to my mouth. Since so.
3: the
2: man eating what to me is the consistency of chewed up chocolate gum, right now. I mean, would you not yeah. like to chew gum that's chocolate flavored? No. Absolutely are you currently chewing gum right now, sir? I am, and I forgot to spit it out. But it's not chocolate flavored; <laughs> it's mint.
3: <laughs> but what I'm makes it's you more cocoa than so You like
0: to you like to chew toothpaste?
2: Yeah, dude. Ugh. Ugh. Fresh,
0: fucking fiend.
2: <laughs> it's like the same kind of thing where, like, when when chocolate shows or or I I don't know what I'm saying. Welcome I, to like, out. I don't know either. <laughs> I, when I have some chocolate tasting, I'd rather eat it completely, not chew on it for a long time. So you just want to eat chocolate whole?
3: <laughs> not for as long as joint? like Tootsie Rolls take me to chew. <laughs> know it get, took like five, six, seven seconds. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't
2: born with strong teeth. What do you,
3: what do you want from me?
2: <laughs> you could pick your
0: degree of difficulty when it comes to tootsie rolls. You know that. Like, there's the minis, there's the long boys, there's the big boys,
3: the segmented. Those ones take longer. Like what Matt has right now. Yeah, these ones are oh, easy. Yeah, they're easy. Take a little bite. Done. Yeah. They're so awful. Well, they're not. If, if I had like the chunky boys, the segmented ones, those ones take longer.
0: Yeah, those are like
1: harder.
0: like apocalypse shelter degree <laughs> <to> food. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. Did we talk about the Kit Kat theorem on IndyCast before?
2: I no, believe but I'm really so. Curious. but go for it. Okay.
0: Well, Harry, it seems like you you haven't you're not familiar with the Kit Kat the Kit theorem. Is it know, similar to the theorem? Because <laughs> I'm really familiar with that one. Oh, also, Matt doesn't know. Okay, um, you know Kit Kats.
3: Yeah. How how them?
0: Kit cats are packaged like you buy a Kit Kat and it's like the four like chocolate bars that you break off. You break off a piece the of the kit bar TM. Sure. I have this this theory that uh, you are actually buying a kit of cats, like the cats are the individual bars. A kit of cats. The proof okay. here is because they they do sell the big cat, which is one individual bar, one individual wafer. So actually, it's a kit of cats, but they scrap the "of" just for a snappier name. Do you concur?
1: I'm not sure if this is a theorem more than a conspiracy.
0: They're the same thing, Kyle or Harry.
1: <laughs> conspiracy. We've <laughs> um, never been in the same room, so how can you know we're not the same person? <laughs>
0: That's true. You, you and Kyle have yeah. never been in the same room. Yeah, prove me wrong. <laughs> You are listening to the 61 one IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast, amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space and also KitKats. New episodes drop each and every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and YouTube.com slash 6-1 Indie. Supporters on Patreon.com slash 6 Indie can tune in live as we record and gain access to Clocked Out, the IndieCast post show, which judging by the first 10 minutes of this, is going to be a goddamn ride today. But if money is tight, no worries. You still could show your support with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and leave this podcast a review. Follow 61 Indy on social media platforms. Subscribe and hit the bell on youtube.com slash 61 Indy and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the PD fans supporting on Patreon: Brett Griffin, Colby Cortis, Jacob McCourt, JC, Jill Grote, Nicholas Johnson, Nicole Humphrey, Playa Jason. The compound and Cole, aka the good sir, bit of fun housekeeping straight off the presses from TwitchCon. Guess what, Twitch? They cut their bullshit out. There's no more exclusivity. We don't have to only stream on one platform. So guess what? I said, did I say guess what already? Well, guess what again? <laughs> we will be co-streaming some Friday night streams each and every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We had such a good time with the next fest streams. We we're like, hey, we should do this more. So, uh, yeah, every Friday, both on youtube.com slash 61indie and twitch.tv slash 61indie. Come hang out. Play some games. We'll have a good yeah. time. Uh, so, on that note, uh, yeah, go uh, follow on uh, Twitch. And if you have Twitch Prime, you have Amazon Prime. No, I, I, I haven't done the Twitch spiel. In such a long time.
3: Right. The other way around.
0: You know what I mean? The the free prime subs. Go go do that thing. Matt. Mike? You clamoured in the Discord. Yeah.
2: Paradox. <laughs> you just turned it into like a goblin from
0: <laughs> I feel like a goblin today if you haven't noticed.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You want uh, to discuss Paradox and the City Skyline situation.
3: Right, so... I've been for those, living
0: under a fucking rock, so yeah, please tell me about this.
3: For those not aware, and this kind of, like, I started building it in my head when we were hanging out last time, of, like, wait, who published City Skylines? Why are they... Let's start at the beginning. So, Lamplighter's League. Uh, before Kyle had said that that game was coming out, I hadn't heard about it at all. This was a harebrained schemes-developed game, uh, published by Paradox that a paradox has gone on to say they're losing like 22 million off of this thing. I never heard of it until it came out. So if you want to blame anybody for that, blame yourselves because I hadn't heard about this game until it came out. Anyways, because of that situation, this is now me going into theoretical territory. City Skylines developers, uh, Colossal Order, I believe uh, came out before the game release saying It's not up to their snuff yet. They don't believe uh, the game is totally finished with how they want it to be, but it's still releasing at this date. Why would somebody release a game that they believe is unfinished unless their hands are tied by the publisher, i.e. Paradox? So there's a through line here of Paradox lost 22000000 million, quote-unquote, and they're releasing a game that's not, quote-unquote, finished, And if you look on Steam and you look on everywhere, everyone's upset at the state of the game that it's released in City Skylines being the game, and it's bullshit. Uh, You can only damage your own image. You can only damage the developer's image by doing this. Even if you're scrambling for money because you just lost a lot, like this is only going to do you more harm than good. I'm pissed off.
1: Keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's a
0: shitty situation. It's, yeah, it's it's a money play. It's, I'm, I'm sure, like, they had a Q4 deadline that they need to hit. Yeah, it's always better to give it just, devs enough time and, yeah. and avoid crunch and all that good stuff. But, like, yeah, I don't blame the devs for the situation.
2: It just no. goes back into, like, I, I feel like these companies are giving too much power to the people who are not making the games. Mm-hmm. Making the decisions and I mean it's like The shitty. Unity situation also. Oh my god like, yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah I could write Essays about that
1: <laughs> Unity debacle And I hope Someone gives me Money to do it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, listen, the... Holy guacamole I have so many Thoughts on that
3: Or is the Unity Netflix movie Right <laughs> sure or It's clip Going to happen yeah. Or,
1: or um, no clip Is going to do A documentary yeah. about it mm-hmm. Which I would love And I'd be like I would I'll throw money to that patreon
0: yeah it sucks there's a lot of scummy stuff happening in the industry uh, you know throughout the year you know a lot of people I, I think we've mentioned this on the show before but like a lot of people talk about this being like one of the greatest years in gaming like obviously like when it comes to releases sure but like with all the layoffs and all like just the bullshit and all the yeah. greed and just taking advantage it it's been awful and i hopefully we leave this fucking trend behind soon i you know it's Unfortunately, I don't suspect that to be the case especially when it comes to uh, layoffs and, and company restructuring and, and you know things with like acquisitions and like the downsides of acquisitions, which is inevitable layoffs like you know t- today by the time we recorded um, yeah
2: redundancies
0: yeah the uh, Xbox just restructured like their leadership team which is like great news like hell yes yeah, Sarabon had Xbox like all that good stuff but, like that means like yeah things are gonna be, yeah, like Kyle said, redundancies, like we're, we're going to see the fallout of that, just like we're seeing the fallout with all the Embracer stuff and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of their smaller studios uh, that they scooped up, which fucking
1: sucks. Well, I also think it's interesting, too, because like this kind of nonsense happens all the time everywhere yeah. in every industry. But I think over the past 15 years it's becoming so much more obvious because of the internet and social media and like the availability to communicate with people directly instead of looking at a figurehead or a pr email um so now people who wouldn't have known about this 15 years ago are, are all like wait a minute this sucks why why is this happening and then they're trying to get answers same thing with like any decision made by the NHL or anything about a company doing a certain thing that's really dumb. and They're like, oh, JK, that's not what we meant. I'm like, yeah, it was, and we caught you, and now you're trying to back battle. So I think those kind of things, especially once we see profit reports and be like, yeah, well, this is our best profit margins ever. But yeah, because you destroyed 40% of your company. Right. And like, yeah. now you're going to tout in three years how much you're growing because you're the one that cut your own hand off.
3: Yeah. Anyway. It sucks. Yeah. Companies, uh, they need to stop playing the game like it stocks. That's what this all boils down to. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you lost $22 million, if you're running a company, you should be building awareness of where losses might lie so that shit like this doesn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. getting so tired of, like, we got to chase the well. Like, we can't lose any money. The stockholders will leave us. Everyone needs to be pleased except the workers at the bottom. The shit needs to stop.
1: Yeah. Vive la revolution. That's uh, vive L- L- long live the revolution in French.
2: <laughs> yes, <board>. I
1: understand. <laughs> I
2: am in um, a thousand to them. Re- really quickly, uh, Mike, before yeah. we, we, we move on to the next thing, sure. Um, do we want to highlight, I think, the one or two indies that were part of the Xbox partner preview today? Oh, yeah, please. Uh well let me pull it up. I just thought of that thought and just threw it <laughs> out there. Right? Have- nope, I did it <laughs> I know uh Spirit in the North 2 got showed off, which uh Ooh, actually yeah. looks cool. Like I I've I've never seen the first game ever. I've seen the box art because it's it seems like it's always on sale, but it sure mm-hmm. is. I've never actually seen the gameplay and uh the second one a cute fox with a the- a a cute crow crow with like neon blue tips on the wings i'm interested looks cute uh, i know off the top of my mind uh,
0: another one was dungeons of hinterberg which yeah again uh, Mm. looks incredible i I think that looks like it could be a uh, hit um i have a feeling a lot of people overlook it unfortunately but it is speaking mike's language in terms of like some dungeon crawling stuff and some uh relationship building and it feels like it's going to be like boyfriend dungeon again and i'm all about mm-hmm. that as long as the combat feels really cool and the characters are interesting mm-hmm. um yeah i called
2: you oh, oh uh yeah the I, wakes the deep so wakes the deep from the chinese room who Fuck did yeah. uh, everybody's gone to the rapture um it looks super tense i like we were both saying it because because we watched it earlier where i'm way more into this than i was rapture Maybe it's just the setting of it, of being like on an oil rig and and things are going wrong. Uh, It just seems more high stakes in this one Um, because it looks like just like another walking sim. I don't mean that in a uh, derogatory way, but I feel more inclined to finish this one than I ever did Rapture. Mm. Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I think the standout for me, though, is uh, Ikoro will not die. Uh, from the devs who made Power Wash Simulator, <laughs> yeah, um, it is a fast pace. It's a roguelike like uh, game. Uh, also, the devs that did um, Velocity. Uh, they did the, Velocity. That was what I I pop for when because it, it, it's Power Wash and then Velocity. Oh, shy. Sure. That did not click for me for some reason. Yeah, um, and oh, wow. Th- Thunderful published. It looks super cool, fast paced, bright neon um, colors. Did I say bright paste or fast face. I think it's a fast paced. Let's okay, in my down. head, I thought I heard bright paste. You know, new term. We're corning it here. Um, yeah, that looks super cool too. A oh, yeah. brand new announcement as well. So I actually kind of love the whole presentation of this one. No talking really. They just kind of threw it out yeah. there and with like little updates of of what we saw, which was cool. Um, there are other ones like Manor Lords, not my thing. The nah. city building game. Is RoboCop technically an indie? I don't know. We don't need to talk about it. It's fine. No, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had some bigger things, but it was a solid 30-minute showcase. It was, it was yeah. too bad. Yeah, hopefully we see more down the line.
0: They definitely like took a page out of like the State of Play book a little bit. 1,000%, maybe. yeah. Which is fine. It's, it's yeah. a good format to have. And like
2: you learn from others. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
0: Kudos to good. <laughs> Kudos to Tina Amini, who yeah. I know... Was one of the leads on this. Um, speaking of cool things, Harry, you've been playing Slay the Princess.
1: I have. How is it? It's real good. Um, so for people who aren't aware of what Slay the Princess is, this is a game that we kind of found out about last year at PAX East. as a, It was one of the PAX Rising games. It kind of really grew exponentially in terms of buzz and excitement. It's also one of our alumni, so shout out to the What if shepherd. what
2: if I told you, Harry, that we learned of it at this year's Pax East, not last year's Paxis? Wow.
3: No. No. <laughs>
2: man. I know tonic. you said last year's Paxis, like, wait it's a second. Weird, no, it's this year. <laughs> Jesus, that yeah.
1: was this year. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh. <laughs> Well, that just shook me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was 2023, huh? Yeah, we're still in 2023.
0: Now, Home okay. Depot has Christmas decorations out. Uh, Do they've been having oh. that since
1: like October? Not nah, it is October. It's since like August. <laughs> um, I took a picture of of BJ's. It was like, all right, cool. It's August, and I see all three holidays already represented. Cool. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, aside from that, have you we- have you slayed the princess yet? Several times. So oh, yeah. Oh, so. Cool. Uh, just to give more preface of this game is you are this is a visual novel pretty much where you are traversing in the woods and you immediately find a cabin. There's a narrator with wonderful voice acting um, that is kind of commenting on, hey, like you guys lay this princess. You get very little information. You kind of do the, the visual novel of trying to ask questions, trying to get information, mm-hmm. do visual cues, physical cues. Um, to see what happens. Eventually you slay the princess. And some shenanigans go sideways. Um, from what I can tell. The game does a really cool job. Of repeating scenarios. But also being very meta about it. Where you're like wait a minute. I just did this. And then Ari is like no you didn't. Like, mm. <laughs> so like the game is self aware. That it's repeating. You're self aware. And then you start hearing certain voices. Like the the creative one. Or the um begrudged one or whatever those are the characters um and it's only voiced by two people the princess who is voiced by a wonderful person named nicole goodnight and then jonathan sims voices the other characters which kind of is curious for subtext as well as maybe they just wanted to focus on two people being voice actors and they're really good so shout out to them um so you're constantly trying to figure out, okay, well, what is the what is the purpose of this game? What is the princess? Why am I supposed to slay her? What information am I getting from her? What information am I getting from the other voices and the narrator? Ooh, I'm playing again. Oh, something else <laughs> happens. Oh, no, the, the knife isn't there anymore or something like that
2: where you're mm-hmm. kind of deciding, okay, well, what, what else is happening here? What's going on? That, that was my question, actually, is like how are you learning from run to run? Like, is it like the same steps? You're still going to the same destination? Can you go off the beaten path? Or are you always going straight to the princess kind of thing? That is a great question. I'm glad you asked, Kyle. There's (laughs) certainly
1: (laughs) options to go away from the cabin. However, sometimes an ominous force is like, well, I went to the left. There's a cabin. I went to the right. There's the cabin. All right. Something shenanigans going on. Um, Or you decide to do other things and then scary stuff happens. And now you're at chapter one again. You're like, well. I don't know if that is a game over. I don't know if that's part of the story. I don't know if it's a continuation, a circle, an octopus, like branching path tree thing. Um, so it's really interesting because you don't know what's happening. You don't know if it's purposely linear, like based on what I've gathered and what like press release said. There's like you can finish this in like six, ish hours, uh, three to six or whatever. But there's plenty of gameplay within that which encourages the repeat gameplay. And I'm generally curious if there is a hard ending or if it's just, all right, it's a circular game that you're just playing until you are like, I've gotten my fill. Uh, So I'm really curious how that's going to end up, especially like about an hour in.
0: Yeah. From the press email that we got with the, with the key, um, they, I believe the language was 25 to 30 to see it through to completion. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there has, there must be a definitive end yeah and uh, or
1: let's it's there's a end question mark like yeah. one of those um it reminds me very much of another game that i don't want to say the name of which is uh, frustrating because i don't want to spoil that game as well as possible sure. context clues <laughs> for this game so if we ever do a spoiler cast i would love to do a deep dive comparison yeah. of these two games um, which i will say off air later um because once i realized there was like numerous things happening overlapping scenarios happening like multiple voices and scenarios going on i'm mm-hmm. like okay well how is this relating to the grand scheme or the story arc of this princess uh,
2: is is it ever too scary for harry
1: so far no um okay i think harry pl-
2: likes sc- i think harry likes horror. Yeah, i think, I think I so, I so too
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one thing i will aggressively say i don't like is jump scares this is just not like sure. effing hate Sure. I don't like aggressive surprises like that once in a while like i think the last of us part two do that once on a specific moment and i'm like ooh. Uh, but absolutely not i hate jump scares or just the possibility of jump scares because then that 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 unsettling feeling just makes me feel gross yeah. um but yeah the music is ominous the drawings are beautifully ominous it's like pencil drawings um almost like with the I don't know how to describe it, but like crinkly visual of paper sure. where it's like, yeah. it's pretty much stationary, but it's like a, a wind bellowing below the paper. They'd be like, Ooh, it's slightly moving um, to kind of give a visual feel. Um, there's pops of certain colors, which we could probably guess what color we've been talking about since it is horror. Um, and yeah, there's certain. Herbal mo- Barney's here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're trying to make R- a, horror, yeah. more of that, or a movie. Um, but yeah, it's red um, so. <laughs> But it's really cool Because it's it feels really nice on the Steam deck Which I highly suggest you play it on Ooh, hell yeah. um, There's a little bit of hiccups in terms of like scrolling up and down But that's not enough mm. to be like, oh, this just sucks um, It's perfectly applicable to play over there That's what I'm playing it on nice. The music is ominous The visuals are ominous The intrigue is definitely something That I'm going to just keep playing until I get to where I'm going to get uh, so a physical slash written review will be done eventually. Life is difficult, so I'm going to do it eventually, sometime between now and future. Um, so, yeah, I will work
2: on that as much as I can. Can I steal that and use that in everyday life? Yeah, it'll get done now and the between now and some point in the future. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, before I die, it'll be done.
1: Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like that's my goal. Um, yeah, cool. I feel like that's one of the Harryisms um but yeah like definitely enjoy it definitely recommend it definitely hope more people play this so that they can give black tabby games all their money because when we interviewed them for um, the dev interview they were wonderful um what was her name uh, Abby, and Tony. And Abby yeah um, they're wonderful humans their pets are adorable They have a black cat snake and an axolotl so it's like it's really nice to see um, devs, be really good at what they're doing, and also be wonderful humans. So, yeah. I hope they get all the success in the world, and I hope the game sticks to the landing, which I'm hopeful it will. Yeah, uh, as so, long as it keeps
0: this vibe. So far, from what I could tell, like from the outside, like it's been crushing it in the review cycle. Um, yeah. I think like day one concurrent players at like, I think they reached like 500. Mm-hmm. So like. I, th- I think the word of mouth is there like hopefully yeah. and you know like obviously spoopy season is, is helping quite a bit so yeah. I I think it's going to be one of those breakthrough indies which is fucking killer to see
1: yeah
0: um, I'm excited to play it next week when I ha- actually have like time to sit and play video
1: games and, w- and the one thing I will say that is definitely helping me not just mash buttons is there's an autoplay option so that oh, awesome so Love if that. there's like several paragraphs of the narrator give you mm-hmm. context or like several moments of him being like, "Oh, I like this," and the other prince is like, "No, I don't." And then the prince is like, "Well, I'm going to interject. Like, you don't have to keep pressing A. There's a it just populates until you have an option." So awesome. That's been helping me um, kind of experience it instead of just mashing buttons and be like, "I just want to figure out what's next."
2: Have Have you had so far a favorite ending to a loop?
1: So far, I found one definite end, but I okay. think the other ones are compounding into a larger scenario. Okay. Uh, so I like I'm pretty sure it's not like a a cut, Um, but it does an interesting Mm -hmm. thing where it does like chapter one, chapter two. But then when you play chapter two, it's a different chapter title. And you're like, hmm, how is this? How is this working? What are we we doing over here? Um, So I think it's trying to showcase the variety of the branching paths Mm -hmm. while also reminding you that it's a new start. I'm just I'm just curious how it's going to end up because like I really want to I want to I want to see this map of all these story beats and be like all right what happened how is this all connecting like I really hope it's like a a 3D sphere instead of a 2D graph kind of thing not
2: my favorite game in the world but I loved um, Detroit become human Mm -hmm. the actual branching where Mm -hmm. the choices went and all the different possibilities I would love to see that for like this game yeah like you know uh, just like for those yeah Uh, until dawn Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Is that that's a big jump scare. So that's a, yeah. that's a no for me. To yeah, that's probably a no, Harry. Oh,
3: Harry.
1: <laughs> uh, I did get it on my PlayStation Plus whenever it was available or something. So mm-hmm. I have it somewhere. Um, it's just so I'm just going to watch it like this.
3: You uh, you didn't uh, touch on the humor of the game, too, which I felt was there. Like it was there in spades when I played the demo.
1: Oh, see, I I didn't. So far, I haven't felt like a haha uh, oh. comedy yet. So.
3: There's, Harry, there's like some good Spence. stuff in there. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also <laughs>
1: been a, it's been a week, so maybe there's humor and it's like, mm, That's fine. Like
2: it could I'm be. Just, one of I'm just week. imagining that aha. Uh-huh. Like in <laughs> real time as he's playing. Uh-huh. The, the, the same noise uh-huh. uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that.
1: Yep, that's me. Hilarious, uh, Harry. I love it. Harry, you also been playing Bilkin's Folly. I have, so Complete different shift. Um, <laughs> Bilkin's Folly is pretty much a game where you play as Percy, a somewhat doofy, maybe, um, character knob, with this adorable hmm? A knob, maybe yes, a knob, a doorknob. It's an um, internal knobby, knob. knobs in the broom, um, where he kind of tries to find his missing family members and then he himself gets like stranded in like the. The world of the future, not world of the future. That was a bad phrase. The world, the new world. There we go. Like new world, like the Mm -hmm. unknown territories of islands and archipelagos and stuff like that. Um, It's pretty much a story driven puzzle adventure game where there's pretty much no combat. You're just kind of figuring out puzzles, figuring out how to get off an island to another island, solve scenarios. Um, And eventually hopefully find your family members. It is beautiful in terms of pixel art. Um, The animations inside the pixels are really cool. The puzzles are varied. However, I'm noticing while I'm playing it, I'm maybe like three hours in. The puzzles, you have to be very precise if it's Mm location-based. And it's really frustrating to constantly go back and forth on your map. Because Mm -hmm. if you're like three pixels off, it won't register. And you're like, well, am I totally doing this puzzle wrong? Like the first puzzle, for example, it was a, I like no spoilers, but it was like you have to line two things up to get to a location, dig something up, and be like, ha ha, I found it. I must. I spent like 45 minutes on that because I'm like, am I overthinking this? Am I underthinking this? And I'm just like shoveling away in this one spot for like 20 minutes go somewhere else for 20 minutes, shovel away like a moron because the animation's like 15 seconds. So it's not even like a quick thing. Um, and then I eventually went back to my original spot, went like one shade of grass to the left. And it was like, you did it. And I'm like, oh, dude, like, I already did this. Um, so that was a little bit of frustration. The humor, though, is very cute. I, love, I find it much more comical so far than Slay the Princess. The, <laughs> <laughs> the artistic uh-huh. styles, yeah, haha, <laughs> yeah, ha-ha. <laughs> Um, The artistic style is really adorable. You can pet that doopy dog like he's cutesy, wootsy to the max. Um, and I'm really curious how it's going to stick the landing as well because the humor is pretty cute. The puzzles are – but I can definitely see them ramping up to a degree that's like ostensibly frustrating instead of like whimsically challenging. So we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely going to continue playing it. This is also a – I will write a written review between now and the future um, because they definitely deserve some love and some attention with this. And I'm happy that both of the games are really nice overall. Um, it's just one is a little bit more aggressively frustrating, but mm-hmm. hopefully can push through to be an enjoyable experience. Nice. And I'm talking about Bilkins. <laughs> Hell yeah! Just in case, because I did notice like there are hints, there are things in the context of the game that is helpful, but that p- super precision thing is kind. Of, it just irked me really badly because I'm like, well, okay, let's keep this going. Maybe this is just a one time thing, and so far it's a one time thing, but. If this is supposed to be a 15 hour game, who knows? Sure. Is
3: it, um, is it as bad as like pixel hunting and like old point and click adventures? Is it like that?
1: I would not say as egregiously as that, because that was What's like, it? I'm just literally clicking. That's but the like, worst. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was a game I reviewed like last year or two years ago or sometime in the past. Cause now times a circle, um, where it was that cowboy game. And if we remember the name, I would, Oh, it.
0: um,
1: yeah. North, low north or something uh anyway regardless of that like you get frustrated you're just clicking away being like all right i know it's on the screen i'm just gonna go 25 minutes of just clicking until something pops um it's not like that you get more focus in the area i'm just not sure if the precision in the map matches up with the precision in the Mm. world because like if you're on your x y axis you're at that location but then you can't zoom in or out to how precise you want to be. So now that four pixels on the map is now two screens that you have to shovel through. It's one of those where you're like, all right, I know where I'm going. I know what I need to do. I just don't have enough precision to figure out exactly where I'm supposed to go. So then you're you're doing that weird like link thing where you're cutting up all the grass, trying to find the exact spot. Um but you're also hoping that you got the, the, the puzzle right. Because if I got the puzzle wrong and I'm in the wrong spot, then you're screwed. Like, um, So we'll see. Hopeful. I will continue to play it. Nice. End of sentence. End of sentence.
0: <laughs> Speaking of ending sentences and other things, let's end this first half of the podcast and go to Annette. Yay. If you've gotten to this point of the 61 Indiecast, that means you must enjoy what we do to some extent. So, with that logic in mind, if you're enjoying this, why not support us over on Patreon.com/61Indie? We are a tiny company with huge ambitions to help amplify the indie scene one game at a time. That includes our massive production of the Mini Indie Showcase, a biannual indie game showcase for indies by indies. Not only would your dollar support our efforts into spotlighting indie games, but you gain a few perks for the podcast. First and foremost, you don't have to listen to this ad every single damn week. Secondly, you can watch the podcast live as we record it and join the discussion in the chat. And last but not least, you gain access to Clocked Out, the weekly IndieCast post show available exclusively for patrons. This is where we get to talk about AAA games and films and get a bit unhinged and talk about like the Scorpion King and, and wombats and getting hurt and stuff like that. Anyways, if you're able to, and sincerely only if you're able to, it would mean the world to us if you considered supporting us over on patreon.com slash six Indy. I couldn't find the game before the ad break, <laughs> but I'm right there.
2: I will. I'll give you some more time because uh, I did tweet out. Am I crazy for thinking Tootsie Rolls are trash? Yeah. <laughs> i'm on the right side of history here I'm on the right oh, side Jesus according to Christ. some most people uh we we got uh, at Tierney garbage food and the worst part of a tootsie pop throw that shit in the trash neil rivera facts patrick no that's an accurate statement are they chocolatey kinda they're a chewy weird flavored bad candy dozens and dozens of better options marcus o'neill not crazy at all worse halloween candy Alex Van Aken, oh, I, oh, 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 I don't know, Alex Van says, I don't know, but they have nothing on vanilla or orange Tootsie Rolls. Like oh, I was yeah. saying, Kelsey,
0: I need you to go into Kyle's replies on the Tootsie Roll tweet and fight everybody. No.
3: Everybody, <laughs> especially the worst Halloween candy. Um, Kelsey won't back me up on this one, but candy corn. Excuse me. <laughs> Say like, same. I'm,
1: I'm, same. I'm, I guess I'm such a simpleton oh. where, like, anything oh. sugar, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Just put it in my mouth. Like
0: Kelsey also yelled that uh, tootsie rolls are the cornerstone of this marriage. So you are directly offending this marriage that you
1: the sanctified. Where'd go,
0: go,
3: YouTube? Listen. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> if you line them up, they are shaped like a cornerstone.
2: Listen,
0: you can Spicky have your thing. I'm just saying. Uh, hey, some, a cornerstone of indie games uh, recently released on modern platforms. There we go. <laughs> oh, transition. Transition, baby. Uh, Hotline Miami 1 and 2 came to PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S this week.
2: Was that random? Did we know that, that we're, they were getting an update? I don't or think so.
0: No, okay. it was just like a random like Tuesday drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I booted up the PS5, and uh, p- wonderful delight. I like, I, so I was totally ready to throw fifteen bucks each of these games once again. Free upgrade, great. I jumped into Hotline Miami one uh, right before the podcast. I played the first part of the game again, so like the first act or whatever. What a fucking game, man. Hotline Miami is so goddamn good. I believe too is like, a, I, I, it's been a while since I played both back to back. I plan on playing both back to back throughout the weekend.
1: Um, so for the uninitiated, goddamn. what is this game?
0: How do you describe it? So uh, Hotline Miami is a top down twin stick shooter, I guess is like the easiest
2: way to describe it. Matt, it's
0: gruesome. Yeah.
2: It's fast paced.
0: Brutal. Brutal. Uh, one shot, one kill. That goes mm-hmm. for enemies to some extent and you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Neon 80s vibe. So it was like
0: Katana Zero? Katana Zero de- was definitely influenced by ha- Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha- Miami was definitely like one of the, definitely wasn't the first to do it, but like one of the more prominent mainstream games to do the whole like, you got one hit point figure out this brutal map which mm-hmm. it is an action game but it's more so a puzzle like each room right. is a puzzle to kind of figure mm-hmm. out okay like so I'm gonna throw the bat at that guy to knock him out so I could go punch this dude really quick and then grab the knife and yeah. kill this dude and then before that guy gets up I could go beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. so he <laughs> kick, be, kick so,
2: the door open into this guy open. to stun him and, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Love that yeah it's just like <laughs> top down view of an entire map or like an apartment building or whatever it may be and just in your mind, doing the whole like hangover meme of the Zach is like math equation kind of thing of like figuring out the game, like what your game plan is going to be in order to survive. Because, yes, you only have like if you get hit once, that's it. Like you, you have yeah. to restart. And it is, again, one of the first, in my opinion, and in, in memory, one of those games that um, was the first to really do the. You die, you're instantly back. Just try it again. Like, it, it doesn't punish you for dying. It wants you to retry over and over and over again. And what kind of caters to that even more is that at the end of each stage, uh, chapter, at the end of each chapter, Um you got a letter grade. Uh, there's a scoring system. There's an unlockable system. You can unlock different masks, and each mask has a different ability. So, like, for example, the owl uh, tells you secrets. Uh, I think it's the tiger. Um, your just pure fists are upgraded, uh, so you could just, like, kind of, like, go punching around, and you, you have, uh, you're as powerful as you are Without a weapon than with a weapon um so there's a lot of strategy there as well a lot of secrets uh, a really cool narrative of i don't want to spoil things but a really cool narrative of just like a dude coming across these three strangers in a rooster owl and i think tiger mask and just um questioning of like why are you here why are you doing all these killings why Uh, yeah just a lot of interesting things that that happened in that game narratively as well you don't go in for the narrative but it's like an extra kind of thing that's like interesting
3: until the second until the second one
0: yeah so matt talk about the second one because it's been a long time since i i've really touched these games
3: so like as you're saying like the first one kind of took the at least on the pc side like the gaming scene by storm with the indie games what they could be what they could do uh the second one comes out And as you said, like you don't really play the first one for the narrative. The second one does things. And without spoiling, like ties a lot into the first game. Like this is very much like a single story tied together uh, where it's like, Oh shit. I wasn't expecting like a, a, like a a great story to be told between these. I was just in here for the fun. Like I saw in the trailer, like there's the two people working back to back. It's not co-op as a lot of us thought before that game came out. But, like, two people working in tandem, uh, killing a bunch of people, but the story goes places, and surprised the hell out of me, and still, like, the second one ups the gameplay. Like I said, like, there's the two people who work back-to-back, there's a lot more to do, um, gameplay mechanically-wise, in the second game than there is in the first, but still, both back-to-back fantastic experiences.
2: It, yeah. It's my It's my favorite to just go, and when I have, I don't know, 20 minutes... And I need something like fast paced, kind of like adrenaline, you know, kind of fix. I, I'll I'll pop on that one. Yeah. I, do they? You said you played on PS Five. the the collection? Any like haptics on the Dual Sense or?
0: Is, yeah. So okay. um, nothing. In, nothing I noticed in the triggers because the L two R two is straight up. Uh, I think R two is lock on. L two is like you hold mm-hmm. it and you can look around the map. So like no like opportunity to really do anything there with the triggers, but the rumble feels fantastic. Like it's actually like really like it, it feels like it does like do a little something to not the gameplay, but like the segments where you're going in and out of the car and like some of the cutscenes. like it does add a little bit of depth to some of the scenes where you are not running and gutting. It does. The the controller lights up uh, correlating to what's going on on the screen a little bit, just to kind of like give that little highlight in your uh, peripheral vision. Um, The coolest thing though, uh, the similar to what Spider-Man did like, with Spider-Man two and insomniac, um, the speaker is actually like really good. And like, Oh, sweet. It it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's not overbearing. It's not annoying. Like it does add a little flavor to the gameplay. So like it is a fantastic upgrade to the game. And like, I'm so happy. I just had to clarify the date. Uh, it did drop this week because this week was the 11th anniversary of this game. The first game, which is wild to think about. Um, so, whether you haven't played it in 11 years or like you haven't played it in general, like this is a fantastic opportunity to jump back in. Like, I it's a Kyle, it's a brand new trophy list on PS5. So, like,
2: oh, I, I think those platinums are super hard anyway. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No. That, <laughs> that would never ever. I am not
0: a plusing every stage, <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's such a fantastic time. I, I'm excited to like delve in a little bit deeper this weekend and just like re-experience these because again it's been so long since I've like properly played these games. Like Kyle, like you I would jump in to mess around a little bit. Like I yeah. I am pretty sure I own them on every platform at this
2: point. Yeah mine would mine was Vita. Vita just, it, was it was great on Vita. Mm-hmm. I couldn't um, do it on Vita.
3: It, it wasn't I a would little break hard, that like, machine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think Vita
0: was always my main pl- main avenue of playing but um having l1 l2 r1 r2 really helps like the dual sense really does help the gameplay quite a bit and and, like i i definitely remember like feeling frustrated at times on the vita of like "Ah, i aimed a little wrong Ah, i did this i did that never to the point where i want to like quit obviously yes matt there were those moments where you want to (laughs) smash the vita um but no, it, it feels great with a Sense, and I'm sure the same applies to an Xbox controller, just like mm-hmm. I'm sure it feels great on like a Switch Pro controller. Um, but no, was like, just, yeah, the, the little Dual DualSense features mm-hmm. definitely amplified a little bit.
2: I was just quickly looking up because you mentioned, you know, 11-year anniversary. What have the devs done in that time? Nothing. It's yep. just been Hotline Miami 1 and 2, but in 2020, they tweeted out that their next unannounced game is a passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hopefully soon we get whatever's next, and I'm super excited to figure out what that is. So I guess like
0: just to get it out of the way, the obvious question is: Is this Hotline Miami three? I don't think so. No. Do we, Matt? Do we ever get a Hotline Miami three?
3: The fact that uh, Devolver made it a joke in uh, what last year or two years ago in their video, the
0: first Christmas special,
3: (laughs) 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 where we all thought it was happening. Uh huh. Yeah, it didn't. i i don't know it'd be great um but i mean uh we've even seen games like angerfoot which seems to be taking yeah. that into the 3d space so
0: god angerfoot kicks so much ass dude no, no pun intended but like <laughs> hey. so much ass i had such a blast with that, that at pax east um but yeah i can't recommend it like if you haven't played it or it's been a long time i can't recommend jumping back in especially if you are a ps5 owner uh i think the dual sense does some like it's not like revolutionary things that like will change your opinion on the game or anything, but like it, it is fun to go back with the, the little bells and whistles that it has. And I'll obviously also like, I mean, it always loaded fast and stuff like that, but like it, the load times are like non-existent and it does look super pretty. Like the soundtrack fucking bangs. Oh yeah. The soundtrack is like, yeah. so hard. <laughs> if, if, if we, we do need to highlight that for a second. Cause like God, Like, I think that's what got me into, like, starting to wanting to collect, like, video game music on vinyl. And, and like, that was, like, my first video game music vinyl unicorn that, like, thankfully, one day I, like, the second one popped back into stock, like, in the middle of a work shift on IM8Bit. I was able to snag it. I get to flaunt it in Matt's face every single day now. It's great. Um, (laughs) They just released that beautiful box set collection that's, like, oh.
2: Almost gone. Oh, it's gone. It gone? Oh, I'm it's sorry. I, I thought I, you said I am 8-bit. I was thinking of the Annapurna new oh, collection oh, yeah, for yeah, Switch. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That one is almost which gone. Which is almost gone, yeah. <laughs> oh, is um, it really? Um, yeah. 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 Um, question, Mike. Yep. We, we do this little thing Indie 100, which we haven't done for a while. Oh, it's on there. But which one? Are we doing one, two? Are we doing the collection? <laughs> oh, I know. it's lame. a. T- <laughs> Don't be lame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What? Don't be lame and pick one. No, don't be lame and pick the collection. Like that's
0: a- <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Don't be lame and pick the collection. You want me to pick one?
2: Yes. Yeah, a singular okay. entry. Yeah,
0: Matt, I want to tag team this. Do I
3: think, think we'd be lame. Uh, I think it's cool to be lame. Like uh, you know, one Huey Lewis said, "It's hip to be square." Uh, it's cool, it's cool to, to it's be your pants. Everyone does it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but according to what you guys mentioned, (laughs) the people who are in Hotline Miami would punch the square in the face. As Matt said, one
0: definitely gets, it does feel like one cohesive story. Hmm. Uh, Mechanically, it is very similar versus, you know, except for the the two shooter kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pee my pants here uh, and, and say the collection.
3: Yep. How was that peeing your
0: pants? Uh, Kyle made the joke.
3: Yeah, um, because going back to like the music, thing, yeah. Billy like, Madison, joke.
0: Billy Madison, a film from the nineties, yeah. Adam Sandler. Um,
2: One of the kids he's in class with pees his pants and he tries to make him feel better yeah. and he puts mm-hmm. water in his pants and he's like, eh, "Oh, you know it. what
1: I was thinking? I was thinking peeing your pants uh, is cool." The eighties movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off for some reason. I'm like, I don't understand this reference. Uh, Clearly, I definitely didn't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Cool. Uh, It's on on the list.
2: Yeah. All right. Okay. I would have stuck with the first one just because it it kind of set the standard. I I, I definitely have more fun times with the first one than I did the second one.
3: The soundtrack as a whole, that's Mm -hmm. why you can't separate them. Okay. Because there's artists that are on both of those uh uh albums um and yeah roar mobster by um oh my god i can't remember his name uh but the artist who does roar mobster on two uh oh my god when that song kicks in whew, you're in you're in
0: <laughs> and yeah I feel like at this point eleven years later like people don't really talk about hotline Miami one or hotline Miami two. It's always just hotline Miami as a collection. Mm -hmm. Like it it Mm -hmm. feels like it's one cohesive like package at this point. Um, similar to like the end games that we, we talked about on, on Patreon where like the end games also just feel like uh, the package growing bigger and like it like each of those games don't do anything like exponentially like vastly different like similar to like what we were talking about with like wakamelee one and two or uh the steam world dig dig games like Mm -hmm. those feel like separate experiences that like one like started the thing and then two like evolutionized it or revolutionized it (laughs) um but yeah *Hot miami just feel like the collection just feels like its own kind of entity and that's why i'm peeing my pants Speaking That's of peeing US. pants. Oh, what was the artist? Carpenter. <laughs> okay. Speaking of peeing pants, um, Kyle, tell me what's happening this week in Indy in and a really disorganized this week in Indy where we did not grab steam descriptions and we did not wow. grab platforms, but we could do our best
3: yep. to describe the
2: games. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see on October 31st, we've got Ooh. Headbangers rhythm, Royale, Halloween, we played this during Next Fest. Yeah. Um, I know Fall Guys you, Rhythm Game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, Mike hates when I read the description on releases.com, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're all bir- you're all birds. You're all birds. You're and, all birds. It's, uh, it's the 6 way indie game. It is a it is a really fun time. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time with it. It's one of those unique kind of Battle Royale games that I think everyone can kind of get into. And uh, lovely enough, it is a game
0: pass Game Pass joint, day Sweet. one, so worth jumping in.
2: Also on Halloween, Jusant. Yeah. Comes out. Uh, action puzzle climbing game uh, from Don't Nod, makers of uh, Life mm-hmm. is Strange. Uh, looks beautiful. I'm excited for this one.
0: Another Game Pass joint. Very excited to play yeah. it on Halloween. Uh,
2: let's see what else we got here. November 1st, Alien Hominid. Uh, wow. Both like the collection, right? The The so- OG and the new one.
0: Yeah, so Alien mm. Hominid HD and then Alien Hominid Invasion both dropping same day. Fuck yep. yeah, let's go. Alien Hominid Invasion is so goddamn fun. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, unfamiliar with Alien Hominid, it is the Newgrounds game from back in the day. It's a side scrolling shoot 'em up f- for all types of purposes. Brutal. It does, it yeah. kind of does the Hotline Miami thing of like one shot, one kill. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, yep. Invasion uh, takes that formula and kind of like, modernizes it a little bit. It's a little more forgiving in terms of like the combat. Um, It is multiplayer, which is super fun. It does a thing where it's kind of like choose your own path kind of adventure sort of thing where like you complete a stage and then you could choose where you want to go next depending on like uh, like if you want to go mission A or mission B like that kind of thing. It's really fun. It's really fluid. It's I adore the I've always adored the first Alien Hominid game. Um, So I'm really excited to jump back in on a new adventure a new invasion
2: pc xbox and switch right now
0: yeah
3: or um, not right now on release alien hominid hd should be multiplayer as well
0: oh it's co-op yeah you're right yeah uh invasion is a lot of players gotcha. <laughs> i don't i forgot how many
2: great. Uh, on november 2nd november 2nd's a, a stack day just all around uh talus principle 2 comes out you
0: you missed uh the game the this bed we made that matt has played
2: oh my apologies this bed we made comes out on november 1st matt go ahead
0: (laughs) did you not play this i thought you played this and you had kind words to say but you had kind words to say about it well well uh, well, matt looks that up this (laughs) is (laughs) november 2nd
2: This is the one where you're a maid in like the old timey hotel.
3: Oh, yes. Hell yes. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's a a narrative puzzle game where you are a maid. I believe you're in France and it's the 1960s. 70s. Uh, loved. Absolutely loved the demo. Um, I did not realize this was coming out next week. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fantastic time playing the demo. I can't wait to play the full game.
2: Uh can I move on to the second now Mike please yes, okay November second talos principle two uh coming to p c playstation xbox yeah, uh no switch right now uh sequel to one of the I think the best kind of puzzle adventure games uh made in recent memories um nordic games developed devolver digital published should be good Excited. i know I know people who love the first one have been eagerly awaiting this one so. Happy that it's finally out. Also, November second, Thirsty Suitors, yeah, a game that we're all super, super hyped up for. Yeah, Um, RPG dating sim, right?
0: Scott Pilgrim meets Tony Hawk.
2: Yeah, there you go. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Uh, Blessed with Stew comes to Xbox on November second. I want to shout that one out. Nice. It's a great, great game. Uh, Not indie, but I'm going to say it anyway. Star Ocean: Second Story, baby. November second. (laughs) Got to say it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, November third, Ebenezer and the Invisible Wor- World, uh, a game that I'm super excited for. Uh, think Christmas Carol meets uh, Metroidvania, and that's what you get. You play a Scrooge. Uh, I, play, I did a Next Fest demo; it's on our YouTube. You can check it out. It's beautiful. Um, I'm excited to finally get my hands on it.
0: I can't believe we live in a world where a, a Christmas Carol Metroidvania is good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a Pinocchio Souls game <laughs> and a Pinocchio Souls game
0: rules and that we're looking forward to redacted listen Thanks. to our spoiler cast if you yes, want
2: yes absolutely <laughs> um i don't see this one on releases michael unless i skipped that over back to- uh, to the dawn, yeah. So oh, back to the is.
0: dawn. Uh, this is something that Jill Grote, the Indian former, uh, mentioned on our February Next Fest podcast. Uh, I'll just go take it from the Steam description. You were framed and incarcerated. Learn to survive in prison. Explore every inch and exploit any weakness. Manipulate and scheme. Make friends or foes with fellow inmates and with their help, break out of prison. Uh, this is the yeah, like a prison simulator, narrative-driven sim where uh, you play as a little, oh, yeah. uh, cute little animal and you're forming relationships and you're just trying to break out of prison. It, Jill completely sold me on it. It looks fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's out. It's out in early access. Uh,
2: okay. November 3rd. Sweet. Mm-hmm.
3: Fantastic oh. demo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's a, that's it when it comes to indies next week.
0: Wow. Look at that. We did it. another perfect podcast in the books from your local indie crew can't believe it where
3: tootsie rolls are good
0: where tootsie rolls are good they're, thank they're you not. so much for listening <laughs> to this episode of the six one indie cast the official sponsor of tootsie rolls from the God, tootsie company
2: wait, wait we're sponsoring tootsie rolls yeah
0: yes. <laughs> also kelsey confirmed that it is the tootsie company <laughs> i just made that bullshit <laughs> up uh hit us up on uh, 61 indie.com that's where you can find all of our socials remember uh friday night streams are starting to happen so uh yeah uh both on youtube.com slash six indie and twitch.tv slash 61 indie will be streaming on both platforms. So uh yeah, come hang out every Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a good time. Uh probably probably a spoopy game. We like we, like, spoops. we like we like the spoops. It's Well, that Matt, that game you mentioned is free. So yeah.
3: we'll probably jump yeah, into that. Check that out.
0: Yeah. All right, y'all. Clocked out time. We love you dearly. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>